This is Mouth Media Network, covering the business of lifestyle. I'm Jordan Coyman, and I'm the marketing director for Isle Ahead. And what I love about grocery is the innovation which uh, the industry is moving right now. Uh, there's a lot of uh, innovation in the, this grocery space. I'm uh, Steve Skiopsis. I'm uh, CEO of Isle Ahead. Uh, mine is very similar to that. It's really about the technology, and this is the reason we came. You know, uh, we became part of this business. It's uh, uh, you know the things that you can do in this industry to make a big difference. This is Grocery Is Your Business, recorded on location. Jordan and Steve, I'd love to hear a little bit from you about why Isla Head exists and what you're really positioned to do for this industry. Absolutely. Uh, so Isle Ahead is kind of like an anti-white label solution for grocery. Um, we realize that in this space that there's a few major players that have the ability to, uh, you know, build everything from the ground up. Uh, whereas the regional players don't really have that uh, uh, resources available to them in a lot of times. So what we've done is we created a uh, base e-commerce solution already there, and then they can build whatever user interface they want on top of that. That way they're not losing their brand identity in a white label solution. Um, and we could take that a step further and do personalized email marketing as well as SMS marketing. Um, and we do a lot of personalization within the site. Uh, we personalize products, coupons, and recipes. We also own and operate Big Oven, which is where we source a lot of our content from. And that is uh, what, how we make our shoppable recipes uh, is through that. Yep. Yeah, so uh, what um, we, we have um, many different parts of the business. Uh, one of them is really for grocers, and this is what Jordan talked about. Uh, it's more of an enterprise solution. We go all the way to in-store, in-store fulfillment. Uh, so we allow them to, to provide services like uh, curbside pickup, delivery, uh, or even you know the, for their customers to go to the store and make shopping lists. Uh, the main difference is that, uh, exactly what Jordan said again, that uh, uh, a lot of people have been trying, a lot of companies, grocers, have been trying a white label solution out there. Uh, that usually doesn't scale very well just because it doesn't let them differentiate or, uh, you know, uh, kind of uh, uh, show their brand or you do the exact th same things that they, you know, with uh, other grocers. So, uh, and that's what we allow them to do. Uh, we basically have a framework. We allow them to build something on top of that. Uh, that is really representing uh, their brand. Uh, we, uh, we have been in this business now for about four or five years. Alehead came to be, um, the name changed actually last year and became Alehead. Uh, that's when we acquired uh, uh, Big Oven, uh, which is kind of uh, a social media network for uh, recipes uh, and food content. The reason we did that was that uh, uh, a lot of content we thought was missing uh, from the experience of how I buy groceries online. Uh, and then uh, also, how do you uh, really, uh, uh, you know, um, uh, show people what uh, they may, you know, uh, want to do or uh, what are they going to do with the things that they buy? Uh, so Big Open gives us uh, the ability to really uh, not just tell you, you know, uh, buy these uh, uh, cans, buy these uh, soups or, you know, but these are the things also you can make uh, with, with those things. Uh, for the grocery, we develop uh, for every customer, we try to develop a, a flavor profile so we understand them better and what they like to buy. Uh, and then uh, uh, basically uh, the food content we deliver to them through uh, marketing campaigns, uh, email, SMS, or in-store. Uh, it's based uh, 
on the things that they're going to want to eat. So if you receive an email from us for the, the groceries we work with uh, that we have built, uh, it's not going to have any, any content that you, you, it's completely irrelevant for you. Uh, and then uh, beyond that, we went um, a step beyond. Uh, we are building Big Oven to become a food content distribution platform just because we don't think that that existed before. Uh, mm -hmm. There is no good way, really, for the brands out there to gather content, recipe content, anything else that they develop, to be able to distribute it out there to, uh, you know, to uh, grocers and all the new channels that are coming up. Uh, we also work with um, uh, a lot of um, the new channels, basically. The new channels are virtual assistants. You have uh, smart appliance uh, kitchen manufacturers uh, like mm -hmm. uh, Samsung and a lot of others are doing that. We work with them to be able to uh, feed this content there, too. Uh, so um, we work with um, um, a few different virtual assistants. Uh, I don't know if you want me to go into detail, details as far as that goes, but uh, the idea is that when I ask on my phone, you know, what do I make tonight with this ingredient or these things that I may have, uh, to give you an answer. And our goal is to give that content back to them. And then at some point to be able to tell them all, to take that all the way to buying those ingredients and go to the point of sale uh, of the grocer. So complete the whole path to purchase. Did the acquisition of Big Oven really change your business? Has it changed all the other parts of your business, having that attached? It did. It did. Uh, it made a really big difference as far as the things that we're doing, just because before that, everything that we're proposing is more of, uh, it was more technology-based. So we have technology mm -hmm. and software solutions that we can give to, to grocers out there. Uh, but the things that were missing were really the, the content piece. And a lot, of, uh, a lot of people anymore, they don't really buy, uh, they, they, they need maybe a little bit of a guidance of what to get and what, you know, what to eat tonight. Uh, and that is the question that allows us, um, uh, Big Oven allows us to answer that question for them uh, or help them at least. So... Not too long ago, somebody said, in the future, every company will be a media company. And it feels like that's where we need to be already now. And a lot of companies haven't really caught up. I, I believe so, too. I believe so, too. Uh, the grocery, the, the way the whole business came to be, uh, you know, you used to go to a store and you still go to a store, you get a receipt and, you know, you have a very, very tiny description of the actual product that you're buying there. So grocery, grocery was not built on content before. Uh, you do have inside the store a lot of, uh, you know, uh, ways to, to uh, kind of show you new products. Yeah. Uh, you know, you have the end caps. caps and the yeah. sales. And, yeah. But online, it's a, it's a little different. Uh, and online... Uh, in every other industry, at least, you know, people used to have reviews. They have, you know, been able to search about this and that, uh, get ideas. Uh, grocery is transforming, and, uh, you know, I think it's going to move that way, too, as far as being able to sell an experience instead of uh, uh, not just sell an experience, but provide an experience to your customers. Uh, not, um, uh, uh, you know, I'm, again, I'm buying this, uh, these items just because that's all I buy, and this is what my mother was buying, and, uh, you know, now I'm buying the same uh, things. But being able to introduce new new things to, to customers and introduce them to new things that they're going to like. Ideally, at some point, you know, uh, we will know what they, they, they're going to buy and, you know, provide to them without uh, having to really search for it, you know. Uh, uh, give them, uh, you know, a very easy way to build a shopping cart or shopping list just based on the things that we, we know that they're going to enjoy. So, Do you see, so the circular used to be a promotional portal for brands. Um, do you see that shifting and changing at all, like in-store couponing and so on? Do you think there's going to be a shift in how a brand gets their voice out? Uh, 
I believe so. The, the circular, the way we knew it, or the way we still know it in some, some sense, I, I don't think it's going to go very far, uh, really. Um, it used to be that the main purpose was to really communicate the sales and everything else that is happening inside the store. Uh, but what is happening online right now, it gives you the opportunity, first of all, to not just provide the same circular to everybody, because that's what it used to be. You used to walk inside the store, and it's the same thing for everybody, right? Yeah. Uh, but now online, you can really personalize it based on, uh, you know, and change it on the fly, based on who is visiting and who is looking at it, right? So uh, I think this personalization part of the, the, the circular is what is changing it. Uh, I don't know if that's, uh, that's what yeah. you, you're referring to, right? Yeah. yeah. So, Jordan, uh, we hear a lot about the experience economy and people being more about experiences than, than products and owning things. Um, does it seem like with the availability of all this media and the recipes that people are a little bit more adventurous, like maybe somebody who had never eaten bok choy might want to try cooking with it because they saw it in a video? Absolutely. I think that that's something, you know, people are looking for new experiences, um, especially the younger generations uh, that, you know, may be getting introduced to cooking. And so that is kind of where they're finding their new inspiration. Um, you know, it, it's an interesting thing when you have a, a recipes and you might have a few ingredients that you're familiar with and then you get a few that you're not so familiar with. For example, bok choy, people might not know what that is to begin with. And then they go and they have it and they try it and they, they end up really enjoying it. So, yeah. Do you see the um, the boxed, I guess, like Blue Apron, Terrace Kitchen, companies like that that have focused a little bit on, well, for Blue Apron, it's like the whole process. Mm -hmm. For Terrace Kitchen, it's the, just the cook, but mm -hmm. focusing on teaching techniques mm -hmm. as well as on um, the food itself. Do you think that that's going to shift I think groceries consume? I think so. I think that's part of what grocery needs to do in the future is to, you know, include that portion of that experience into their website so that it is a one-stop shop for your entire grocery experience. Um, you know, it, it's looking at a recipe that you, uh, you know, we, like Steve said, we develop a flavor profile and we recommend these recipes to you. So you will then at that point start going back to that grocery store to find new inspiration for that food. Yeah. Uh, if I can add something to that, one of the things, uh, what, what we have seen coming from a grocery perspective again, one of the problems we think companies like Blue Apron and uh, Milk Kit companies really have, uh, it's uh, that they, um, what you buy, is this, this is all you have, really. Uh, grocers really have the opportunity there to introduce a lot of other items on top of that, uh, just because everything is in the store, right? Yeah. Uh, grocers have uh, a lot of uh, special order items. Uh, they have, you know, uh, uh, made-to-order items. Uh, they have uh, salad bars. They have everything else. So uh, being able to provide a milk kit and then uh, combine it with all the other things that they sell there uh, to really create a complete, you know, dinner. Uh, because I don't think milk kits are a complete dinner. You know, you may have a dessert. You may recommend some uh, some beverages to go with that. Yeah. Uh, so, and that opportunity, I think, is very hard to, to cover with uh, something that is mail order. So, my personal opinion, at least, uh, uh, my, uh, that milk kits uh, are going to be something that a grocery is going yeah. to own. Yeah. Uh, and it's happening. I mean, we see it. Um, uh, a lot of grocers are offering their own uh, services. Uh, some others, they have bought milk kit companies. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, and I think that's the opportunity that they see that, uh, really at the end, very few people, I think, eat by just buying something by mail 
and that's that's all we're going to have. We still need the groceries, right? Yeah. So, uh, and I think that's that's again the opportunity for for groceries there. So or at least the grocers now need drones. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. We're hearing a little bit about the shift of um, food purchasing habits to convenience stores, um, moving away from a grocer for all the meals or a majority yeah. of the meals. Is that something that you're also seeing and does that impact the way that you provide solutions? Right. So there are uh, a lot of different opportunities because f the whole food industry has evolved so much. Right now you have all these companies delivering from restaurants. Okay. Before that, it was either, you know, the... the Pizza Hut, Domino's, you know, they, they had their own delivery crew, then they were delivering. Now you have all these new companies that came and they provide that to almost any restaurant out there. Uh, so all of a sudden you have, uh, you know, so you can sit at home really and you can order anything, right? Uh, but, um, and you also have, uh, uh, that, you, that created a lot of competition uh, just because uh, many times you just don't have to cook anymore. Uh, you can just pick up the phone or pick up uh, actually your phone and use the app and just order something for home. Uh, so we are seeing a lot of um, uh, providing e-commerce solution for grocers. Uh, we're seeing a lot of uh, um, uh, shift, let's say, towards being able to provide some kind of rapid order or express ordering. Mm -hmm. So, uh, for example, that means that uh, why order pizza from a restaurant and not order it from a grocer? Uh, or, uh, you know, uh, have, uh, uh, they, they have all the capabilities in-house to begin yeah. with. Uh, they, they can build, uh, you know, they have all these meals as soon as you walk in, you know. Uh, so uh, that's uh, this rapid ordering and having the single cart that really does center store, perimeter store, uh, and everything else inside the store, uh, including, you know, restaurant-style items. I think that's, that's really the future, to be able to combine everything together. And that's what we try to provide. So if you're providing that on the purchase side, how are you integrating with stores and how are you helping stores fix or build the fulfillment side? The fulfillment. So we provide in store fulfillment. Uh, we have what we like to call a kind of smart fulfillment. So based on what the order is, we kind of split it between different uh, parts. So uh, And then we have different devices within the store that uh, fulfill that piece. Uh, so for example, the center store is going to be usually a different person picking up the items. And especially if it's, it also depends if it's uh, curbside or pickup uh, or delivery. Mm -hmm. uh, so we're going to have, um, uh, it's going to go to a different device to pack those items. Uh, it's going to go to a different uh, uh, device or uh, terminal inside the store uh, if it's let's say a cake order you know for, yeah. for a birthday uh, for somebody else to pick up and at the end all of it really gets combined um, uh, into the same order uh, that may even have different pickup times uh, so that is really um, we believe the future inside the store as far as in-store fulfillment is to really make it very very smart uh, and have you know different people really fulfilling based on what they're doing because uh, again uh, in order you may have uh, meat items you may have again center store, which is just cans or anything else or, you know, uh, that is ready to pick up. Uh, but then you may also have a lot of items that need some preparation. Uh, and uh, the other big piece of this is to be able to tell the customer exactly what is going on uh, at the same time. Be able to communicate and uh, tell them, okay, uh, this part of your order is ready. Or if we have questions about substitutions or anything else, uh, to be able to communicate that uh, in real time. Yeah. Uh, I think... From our perspective, uh, one of the biggest problems in customer service ordering-wise has been that uh, you, have, uh, uh, you send an order, you place an order online, and then it goes to a black box that you don't see anything. 
Uh, so until you go and pick it up, many times it's uh, incorrect or you got some substitutions that they, that they were just not what you wanted. Yeah. And you go home and you're upset. <laughs> so, uh, and that's what we try to avoid, uh, that, that specific piece. What are some of your more popular recipes and pieces of content that you've been putting out in the world? What, what's getting a lot of attention? Uh, I don't know, Jordan, maybe that's um, uh, you too. It really uh, kind of fluctuates uh, by the season. So we always, uh, every month, uh, every week, we actually post our top five recipes to Big Oven. Um, and they really do. They fluctuate from week to week. It's not just one piece of content. Uh, people are kind of seeing, uh, you know, new things and, and adding that to their uh, Big Oven uh, recipes and things like that. Uh, you know, maybe they're in the mood for sweets because it's the holidays coming up. It's time to make some pies or something. So it really, it actually varies widely. Uh, Have any surprised you as to their popularity? Um, a few of them have, uh, and it's mostly like, you know, some of these crazy recipes for sweets that you see online, uh, you know, that you would never actually make, but they want to know about it and know how to make it. So that kind of surprises me. Uh, how many people actually save recipes that they have actually no intention of making? <laughs> yeah. I, Aspirational. I, I yeah. save a lot yeah. of recipes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, someday I'll master French uh, cooking. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, once I master a few uh, new techniques and things yeah. like that, maybe oh, I'll try this I, one day. That German chocolate cake with 67 ingredients, that, that was about <laughs> my limit of yeah. complexity. I don't know that I will ever go beyond that complexity. Exactly. But yeah. it was really good. Yeah. 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 Makes me think, so Roseanne Gold has, um, she's a James Beard award-winning cookbook author. Mm -hmm. Her book series are three ingredients, mm -hmm. and it's all technique. So you can make these incredible, like, pear soups, but it's literally just, like, pears and creme fraiche and nothing else. But it's all, like, how you cook it and braise right. it. And, Absolutely. Yeah. So... Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, th I think it's, it's very fascinating because it really depends also on the season, the things that they're looking for. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, I, I mean, media also influences a lot of the things, you know. Of, uh, uh, they may, or some people may try a new restaurant and may like something there, you know, and uh, try to figure out how, how do I make that there. Yeah. So uh, it really depends on the, the, the person. That's why personalization in this kind of thing is very, very important. Not everybody likes the same things to eat, yeah. so... So with Big Oven, you acquired not just a content company, but a community. Absolutely. That's, how it's is a, that it, impacted? It is a uh, social network community, really. Um, it's driven by social. Uh, all the recipes are user-generated recipes. Um, brands mm -hmm. do upload some of their recipes, but the primary source of that is user-generated yeah. content. So you never see, like, add two packs of Hershey's brand TM. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, that is something that we are allowing brands to do uh, mm -hmm. because we do uh, several integration points. And it, it, it's something that's of value to brands to have that branded prior to it being uh, distributed out. Because, um, you know, a lot of us are running matching algorithms to do make shoppable recipes and things. And if it's branded already, the matching it becomes easier. a lot yeah. easier. Yeah. It would be interesting to, to compensate the recipe creators for including specific brands mm -hmm. to let the brands... And then if the recipe gets popular, then they can get, get a prize or something. Yeah, Absolutely. yeah. We, we have been toying with different ideas as far as what to do there. Uh, I think our, our main uh, goal in the past year has been, since we acquired Big Oven, is to make it more uh, uh, grocery aware, grocery item aware. Mm -hmm. uh, and a lot of things can be happening in the background, uh, which is uh, uh, we're kind of now in the stages of releasing them. Uh, for example, again, uh, the... 
using Big Oven as a uh, food content distribution uh, uh, network. Uh, just because it already has a lot of endpoints. There are a lot of companies out there using the APIs that it has at the back end uh, to mm -hmm. get food content recipes. Uh, and uh, that's, uh, we're very excited about what, what, what can happen uh, in the future. Do you see a lot of people playing with gamification in this space? We're <laughs> so yes, uh, it's something that we are looking into. Um, you know, with a driven, uh, being socially driven, it's something that would, you know, we feel that is necessary to, you know, kind of give kudos to those people that are the top 10 contributors or things like that, you know, yeah. and uh, give them badges for their accomplishments and, you know, uh, reviewing and things like that and making sure that, you know, there's some reason for them to interact and not just be stagnant. So. Yeah. Yeah, stay, stay tuned on that. Uh, there, there's something's coming as far as the, <laughs> that, those exactly things. Uh, that so how long about. until Price is Right and, and uh, Supermarket Sweeps hit the network, right? Like. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully soon. <laughs> Um, excellent. So um, I love hearing a little bit about the content and about the, the user background. Um, I'm wondering about with the stores themselves, are you trying to move um, specific people to specific stores? Are you trying to tie both sides of your business together in that way? Or what when you uh, say specific people to specific stores? Yeah. So, mind, uh, so I'm wondering like if, if you have people in a certain geographic location, um, and there's a store that's one of your clients. Are you trying to move them to that store specifically? Right. Uh, well, uh, we don't. Um, um, as far as Big Oven goes, we don't influence. Uh, you know, decisions on the consumer channel at this point. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, it's a completely uh, the the front end of that is kind of uh, it has a life of its own. Just mm -hmm. because we want to maintain it like this, we're going to yeah. really keep it uh, so it's a, it's a separate entity. Uh, it provides us with content. We appreciate the community out there uh, using it uh, and all the cooks out there. So, uh, But when we work with uh, grocers, uh, one of uh, another uh, kind of a problem in the industry is that uh, many grocers serve areas that they really don't have any population growth. Yeah. Uh, so really, the only way to, to get customers is uh, either uh, uh, getting them from another grocery store uh, or um, most likely just losing customers at the, at yeah. the end. So uh, the, the, when you have that, that situation, uh, what we try to help them with is to be able to really compete again with the other grocers in the area. Uh, it's, um, it's, not a, it's not a very uh, easy task, uh, but then you also get into a very, very uh, big uh, you know, uh, big areas like, uh, you know, New York City. And, uh, and then uh, you get so much competition for the same things uh, yeah. that, um, uh, you know, switching from one grocer to the other, uh, it's more of a matter of convenience for most of them, you know. And, yeah. and I don't know if people switch so much unless you offer something that is going to really take their attention, you know, and some kind of convenience, something, something great. Uh, and that's why we think that moving into kind of uh, uh, selling through experiences uh, is going to make a big difference, especially with new generations as they come online and as they, they become the main buyers inside the house uh, of grocery. Uh, so that's what we try to do again. It's more of um, uh, switching to an experience type of selling uh, and, uh, you know, keeping and maintaining and attracting customers from other uh, stores in the area just because you provide these things that the other, the other grocery is not going to provide. So are, are you thinking like 
uh, cooking demonstrations and things like that or like well, events based or what's the that's one way that they can attract other customers but you know some of their their some of their um, you know having a meat department that's something that not every grocery store has anymore uh, yeah. some of the big chains have alleviated that seafood that meat department and that's yeah. something that can bring customers in because if you want a fresh cut of meat you're not going to go to the prepackaged. you know it's already cut it's a pound yeah. on the dot blah 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 you know it you want that ability to say, I want a two-inch ribeye. So those kind of things, those perimeters, uh, you yeah. know, the outside perimeter, I think, is where grocery stores really have that opportunity to still bring customers back into the store again. Okay. How much is about space constraints and existing footprints of stores, and how much is um, influenced by, like, the ability to kind of flex out into maybe, like, taking over staple areas and things like that? Right. So, uh the, the, the other part of this is that uh, products are changing a lot. So you see very big grocers that they're switching to very big part of their store to be organic items. Uh, that didn't exist, you know, several years ago. So it's really, uh, it's, but even though a grocer may have uh, the, a store, you know, in so many different areas, uh, in some areas it may look completely different than the other. So yeah. adapting again to the local market is, um, uh, is what it's all about. Uh, you're not going to sell organic items in every single area. You don't need to dedicate half of your store to that. Uh, but in some other areas, you do have to. So yeah. uh, I think to answer your, to answer your question, is more of uh, very area specific of how things are organized. And this local market thing, I think, is, um, again, the main differentiator that grocers have, understanding the very, very local, localized market. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, I, I don't think there's a single answer really here, I guess, what, what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. It's really based on your local market and understanding the local market and seeing exactly what it needs. And I think a lot of grocers, that's what they're doing, and they're doing that great. Uh, so. Yeah. And our solution kind of allows for that, too. We have an individual store, um, you know, inventory. Um, and so, like Steve said, it might not, you know, in certain areas, half the store might be dedicated to organic. And in other areas, it doesn't. So when you log into a website that we've created, it knows what store you're at, and it has the items that are available at that store. And, uh, and also try to, to sell the specific items that that uh, uh, store, uh, that it makes sense for that store. Yeah. Uh, based on what, what is the highest selling item for that area. What, is, uh, what, what do people buy, really? What, what kind of demographics that area has? So even online, that has to be translated there uh, to be able to, again, uh, uh, say that, okay, I wanna so- uh, I'm shopping at this store. Uh, so, okay, if this person is shopping at this store, most likely they fit this kind of demographic. So even before you know them, of course, after you know them through, uh, you know, after buying or purchase history, it's, it's a different story. But uh, it's attracting them really at the very beginning by offering exactly what they want. So, Excellent. All right. Well, that's a great place to wrap up that portion of the interview. And I'd love to just switch now to more personal questions. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, let, let the audience know you're human. Yes, yes, yes absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> We're not robots here. Yeah, like yeah. They have delivery yeah. food. Yeah. So, yeah. So, what I'd love to know is how your algorithm is constructed for yourself. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> let, let me let me get John. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Technology. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I'd love to know what um, when you're outside of a work environment, when you're away from all of that, um, are you a reader or are you a watcher or a listener, and what's your go-to for that? 
Well, uh, personally, I have a two-year-old, <laughs> so I think that answers everything at this yep, point. Yep. So, <laughs> so there is no personal. Uh, yeah, yeah, time. there's no personal. So uh, is uh, he? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, he's a reader, I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> An iPad reader. So, uh, but yeah, it's. Um, uh, when when you uh, have kids, you know your life uh, changes a lot. Uh, yeah. So, but I have uh, an eight month old, and yeah, my yeah. life is trying to stay awake. And yeah, it's, <laughs> exactly. Uh, <laughs> so you have an eight month old. You said yeah, yeah. 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 It's uh, uh, but uh, before that, uh, let's say, or, or even now, I'm just I'm just kidding, really. But uh, uh, I I prefer to to be a reader, uh, really yeah. understand and uh, uh, you know uh, hear other opinions and hear yeah. you know what how other people think. Uh, personally, I, I, I'm actually coming from uh, Greece. I moved here uh, many, many years ago. <laughs> so I came here to go to school. Uh, and uh, since then, it's uh, uh, coming from a different part of the world, you know, at least growing up in a different part of the world. It uh, gives you, a, I think, a kind of a different perspective or many different perspectives. Uh, so uh, and that applies in everything in life, I think, you know. Uh, the, the different perspectives and I think it's good to have that uh, and that applies in grocery too you know uh, as things change from technology to, to everything else uh, it's good to be able to, to see them from a different perspective and you know adapt to that so yeah. Excellent. And Jordan? Um, well, I guess I'm kind of a true exennial, you know, that new marketing term they have yeah. for that middle group between uh, Generation X and Millennials. I kind of uh, digest it in a variety of ways. I, I read a lot of articles, uh, a lot, watch a lot of video, and uh, so I kind of get it from a lot of different sources, to be honest with you. Uh, I don't have a favorite one, um, but I do watch, uh, I feel like video is really easy to digest to get the basic principles and then I a lot of times I'll expand further if it's piqued my interest and go and find another article to read that dives deeper into that subject what do you like to eat <laughs> um I, it, honestly food I mean it doesn't really matter to me. I, I, my mother was uh, green eggs and ham I, Sam I am so I have to try everything at least once if I don't like it I don't have to eat it after that but I'm one of those people I'm always willing to try something new and Steve, what yeah. do you like to eat? <laughs> well, I, I, I grew up in a household that uh, my mother was a stay-at-home stay mom. So every day she was cooking something different. So uh, I think I like to eat my mom's cooking. Yeah. <laughs> what's, her, what's her thing that, that she made that's your favorite? Uh, we, uh, I don't know, really. Uh, I have been thinking about that a lot because, uh, you, you know, a lot of people ask me that from personal, you know, uh, or professional life. Uh, it's just that uh, I, I, I kind of like uh, everything. But, again, coming from Greece, uh, it, it has to do with Greek cuisine, I, I would think. Yeah. So uh, a lot of lamb, let's say. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And what's your favorite way to prepare octopus? Okay, so that is probably a conversation that's, that's going to take yeah, us a no, while. A, <laughs> so, we had this discussion last night at dinner. Got, yeah, we had the same, the same thing. I, yeah, I, exactly. I, I do cook. I do cook. So um, I, do, I do like to make octopus. Uh, my wife does uh, now too. So it's, uh, it's one of those things that it's kind of, uh, uh, it takes us a while. Uh, there, there are two, uh, you know, uh, schools of thought as far as octopus goes. One of them is that you cook it for very little time and another one for a very, very long time. So, yeah. It's, uh, and apparently you have to tenderize I, I don't, it too. I, I don't want to take a position on that yet. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to get the Greeks mad at you. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for joining us. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank thank you. Appreciate it. Grocery is Your Business is a production of Mouth Media Network. Copyright 2019. 
Connect with the show on social media at Mouth Media Network and contact us at podcast at mouthmedianetwork.com. Thank you for listening. <laughs>